Hello, fans. Welcome back into another edition of Victor's Valiant, your go-to source for all things Michigan Wolverines athletics on the mazenbrew.com. Today, with me, my co-host, as always, my good friend, Von Lazan. How you doing today, Von? Doing good, man. How are you? Hey, doing good. We're only days away from kickoff. We're days away from September 1st, where the Michigan Wolverines will head to South Bend, Indiana to take on their long and storied rival, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So we're going to have a preview for you coming up shortly. When it comes to that game, we have some Shea Patterson news and a few other tidbits to share with you. But first, we wanted to share with what's going to be transpiring on Maze and Brew throughout the season. We have a hell of a content schedule coming up, packed day in, day out throughout the week. We're going to have some interesting offerings. And, Vaughn, you just want to give the listeners what we got going on this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be a lot of the same stuff from last year. We've got a ton of great coverage for you guys. Um, Trevor, you're going to be at the games. Anthony, our uh, managing editor. Uh, Anthony Broom, he's going to be along with you at Michigan Stadium. I might be there covering some stuff from time to time. Uh, but on game day Saturdays, you can expect our game thread. I'm going to put that together every weekend and um, <clears throat> kind of have it just be a fun little platform for people to comment along and uh, join us Join us as we watch the game together. Uh, kind of put your thoughts into, oh, that was uh, that shouldn't have been a flag or that should have been a flag. You know, Rashawn Gary was held again, wasn't thrown probably going to get a lot of that this season. So if uh, you're into uh, following along with us, that would be awesome. Uh, so that'll be on Saturdays, uh, a few hours before kickoff. We'll have the keys to victory and what to watch for. We'll have post-game coverage uh, from Trevor, from Anthony, from myself when I'm able to get down to Michigan Stadium. Uh, and then on Sundays, you, you can expect us to uh, get the latest news from the AP poll. You can expect us to get uh, the turning point of the game on our website, you can see the game balls, um, you know, kind of like a, um, an around the Big Ten uh, coverage from our friend Sam Dodge. He'll, he'll round up all of uh, the games from Saturday and uh, give you a little uh, bit of information from, you know, what really happened, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we'll, re- we'll have a recap of Jim Harbaugh's Monday press conference. Trevor's always on top of that, always does a hell of a job. Um, and then another that we did last year that I did on passing the torch to Anthony this season is a uh, uh, Big Ten spreads and betting lines, which is always super fun to just play along with and keep up with as the season progresses. I love being able to, um, you know, predict things like that and, you know, throw some unexpected picks that way and see how they do. Um, but Trevor's also going to be doing an inside the numbers a post on, um, you know, interesting stats. Uh, from either Michigan or their opponent this weekend. Um, you know, getting to know the opponent piece will be uh, up as well. We'll have film study, um, blog, opposing blog Q&As, matchups of the week. Of course, we'll have game previews. We'll have staff roundtables. And uh, of, as always, we'll have Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, recruiting roundups for you guys, uh, for those that are interested in the recruiting aspect of things. So we've got a lot planned and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to get this going, man. It, it, it's almost here. It is almost here. Almost here. We're just days away now. And going to be an exciting year for Michigan football. We're hoping it makes it better for everybody involved, from players to fans to writers. It just puts more eyeballs on the site, more eyes on the TV sets and everything else. And I think 
things are going to finally go Jim Harbaugh's way in his fourth season at Michigan. And on top of the schedule, Vaughn just said, we're going to have podcasts of our own on Victor's Valiant. We have others on our site that will be coming up. We'll have opinion pieces from myself, from Vaughn, and others, too, that will be intertwined in our schedule. But without further ado, let's talk Michigan football. And the first bit of news came last week that the first time since Jim Harbaugh has been the head coach of Michigan, he has named a starting quarterback before kickoff. And the starting quarterback is going to be Shea Patterson. Not much of a surprise, but he named it Patterson nonetheless. So, Vaughn, what do you think about that? Just the overall decision to name the starter before kickoff. What do you think of it? What does it mean? Yeah, I mean, it. it's definitely strange to know definitively who the quarterback is going to be uh, come September 1st opening game. I mean, it was pretty obvious who it was going to be all along, but to see Jim Harbaugh announce um, it is kind of interesting. He hasn't uh, openly announced who his starting quarterback would be uh, really anywhere since uh, his Stanford days with Andrew Luck back in 2009 or 2010, something like that. Um, so really interesting to see this unfold. Um, I, I was actually on the road heading to Chicago last week when all this news started coming out about him and the Grant Newsom stuff, and we'll talk about that later on, I'm sure. But um, but just to see him, and especially announce it in the way that he did at a uh, an, an M Club luncheon, I, I found that kind of interesting, trying to get the alumni and the fans back on his side. seems like a lot of the fans are starting to turn on him. I mean, if you listen to local radio, and I, I know local radio isn't always the best um, – you know, medium to hear news and things like that, but um, it, it really doesn't seem like uh, the common Michigan fan is very happy with Jim Harbaugh and his tenure so far. Uh, why? I'm not entirely sure. He's done plenty of good things for the program and for the football team and uh, the future of the football team. Um, but yeah, it's certainly interesting. I didn't expect it in particular. Um, when I read it, I was kind of a little confused and was like, okay, is this real? And then I went and saw that Nick Baumgartner had it and Angelique had it. And I was uh, quite stunned, to say the least, man. How, how did you feel about it? Well, here's what I think about it. And I was actually I was on ESPN Radio the other day. They asked me about it. And uh, basically they said, you know, what good does this do, Michigan, that they announced that Shea Patterson's the starting quarterback now? Isn't that a benefit to Notre Dame? Well, guess what? If Harbaugh didn't announce it, as we've seen years past, they would be saying, well, why can't Jim Harbaugh release a depth chart? You remember all that, Vaughn? I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. So this time around, Harbaugh actually gives the quarterback depth chart the one through three. He named it Patterson, Peters, and then McCaffrey. And here's what I think about it. He's trying to get the alumni amped up, the fans amped up and the players believing in the quarterback at the helm and just knowing that's your leader, that's the guy who's going to put the burden on his shoulders and lead you to victory or pick you back up in defeat. So, But the other angle to me is this, knowing the guy Harbaugh is, he always, always has an angle to what he does. I truly believe part of it has to do with Notre Dame. Notre Dame surely did see, okay, Shea Patterson's the starting quarterback, and I'm sure they've been looking at film of him extensively for a while now. But 
I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I believe the intent was to get Notre Dame a little scared, a little nervous, whatever adjective you'd like to use there, and just knowing, oh, well, Harbaugh hasn't announced a guy during his tenure at Michigan. Well, why now? This guy must be pretty good. We better watch out. Football's such a psychological sport, too, where even if you can gain the slightest of edges, I believe Harbaugh thought, okay, this would be the best route to go because they probably already believe Patterson's going to be the starter anyway. So just bring the element of confidence to your team and the fan base. Uh, and then the other part, I think he just announced for the hell of it. I think he was just there amongst the alumni club, and it just felt right to him. Sometimes people are like that, and Harbaugh is a guy like that. He just thought, you know, what the hell, okay. Patterson's our quarterback. I'm going to tell you. He told the team the night before, I believe, that Patterson would be the quarterback. So the team already knew. It wasn't as if he told it first to the alumni. So anyway, I think that bodes well. And we're going to see how Patterson performs soon enough. But the first game is on the road. Michigan hasn't won a big road game in a while against the top 20 team on the road. And it's going to be a tall task against Notre Dame, and it's such a long rivalry. Well over 100 years, they've been going at it. Uh, some people call it bad blood. Harbaugh didn't call it bad blood as far as the current rivalry. Him and Brian Kelly, the coach of Notre Dame, actually got it going, this matchup again. They talked to each other on the phone and basically said, hey, we should play each other again. Why aren't we? And they got it going. So kudos to both of those men for that. But, fun. I'm sure you have some memories or something to give the listeners, what are your thoughts on this matchup and the matchups of years past, just the rivalry in general? The, I mean, it's one of the most historic rivalries in all of college football, along with Michigan, Ohio State, Bama, Auburn. Um, you know, it kind of seems like uh, USC and Texas are getting their rivalry back over the past couple of years, so that's good to see. Lots of great rivalries, Michigan and Notre Dame, certainly one of them. Um, I have been to a Michigan Notre Dame game. I faintly remember it. I was just a young kid. Um, can't remember what year it was or what the result was, but the only thing I really remember are two girls screaming, go Irish, literally the entire time right behind me and my dad. So, um, <laughs> not a lot of memories, uh, witnessing it. Um, but as far as the rivalry is concerned, I mean, it, it, it is so awesome from the 2011 night game where Denard threw the game-winning touchdown with seconds left. Um, you know, it, it just kind of sucks that the last memory we have of the rivalry is Michigan being shut out um, at Notre Dame. So I'm sure that won't happen this year. Um, Michigan's offense is uh, quite better than what they had uh, back when they got shut out. Um, back in 2014, and their team is in a much better spot and position um, culture-wise and pretty much every uh, aspect of it than they were back then as well. But uh, certainly will be interesting to see how they play it out. But um, as far as rivalries, I mean, it, it, it's one of the best. When you watch movies like Rudy, um, literally the opening scene of that movie is them reenacting a Michigan-Notre Dame football game when they're kids just in their backyard or front yard. Um, it's just one of those games that you get super excited for and you can't wait to watch every college football season. And it's unfortunate that we haven't had that uh, over the past four years, but we're finally getting it back. We'll have it next year. And uh, hopefully they schedule some more because this is what fans want out of college football 
is uh, rivalries. Rivalries mean so much more in college than uh, in the NFL or the MLB or anything like that. And uh, it's bragging rights for an entire season. And uh, it, it is just so vital um, uh, to college students. It's so vital to college fans. Um, and it's vital to these schools as well. So hopefully we can bring back this rivalry after the 2019 season um, at some point moving forward and have it be established again as uh, one of those permanent non-conference games. That would be uh, that would be amazing. Oh, I'm totally with you. And what, what a better way to start the season, in my opinion. Some people would say, hey, it would be better if Michigan plays a cupcake team, you know, Alabama A&M, some, somebody along those lines where you can get all – the players involved, get the second, third string guys in, basically make it a glorified scrimmage, an easy victory. But the other angle is this. It's what they have to face. They're facing Notre Dame on the road. You get to know what you're made of right away, right out of the gate. There's no messing around. The practice, the warm-ups, the glorified scrimmages must have already occurred in the spring practices, the practices in August. You know, you just got to be fine-tuned. You got to be ready. Um, there's no margin for error. It's not a conference game, so I'm not going to sit here and say that it's the end of the world if Michigan loses. But it is huge. They need to think of it as no option other than to win. you got to win. So uh, we'll see. And we're going to talk about the quarterback of Notre Dame. And his name is Brandon Wimbush. And he's going to have a big say during that game, and he is a scrambler. And we know Michigan's defense is great, but they've had their fair share of issues containing a quarterback when they can move their legs. He rushed for 803 yards last season, 14 touchdowns, 5.7 yards per carry. And here's another thing. I like the fact Michigan's facing a guy who can run as good as anybody at the quarterback position week one, because guess what? They have to face Penn State's Trace McSorley, have to face Ohio State's Dwayne Haskins, have to face Michigan State's Brian Lewerke, and then there's some other guys they have to face this year who are going to be mobile quarterbacks. So this is going to get them geared up for games to come, games that you really cannot lose in the Big Ten if you want to make the Big Ten championship game. Uh, so what do you think about that element, Vaughn? Do you like the fact that they're facing Notre Dame week one, or do you think the cupcake game would be better for them? And just your general thoughts about facing a scrambling quarterback week one. Yeah, well, when it comes to facing a scrambling quarterback, it's really going to set the tone for how Michigan's season plays out against the scrambling quarterback. They've been struggling with that um, <clears throat> pretty much. Since the dawn of time, you, you remember the games against Ohio State with Earl Pryor and J.T. Barrett and uh, uh, Braxton Miller, all these guys that can get out of the pocket quickly and burn you. And um, you know that quite frankly, this is, like you said, Brandon Wimbush is known for doing that. He doesn't have a fantastic arm. The accuracy is not very good. The deep ball is not very good. So if you want to beat Brandon Wimbush, you have to make him throw the ball. And, um, you know, they tried that, frankly, against Trace McSorley last year. It didn't work out very well. Um, they tried it against JT Barrett and Dwayne Haskins last year. They still um, – so they're going to have to find some way to get him to throw the ball more often than for him to run the ball. And uh, they're going to have to play some lockdown coverage while the defensive line is getting pressure on him. 
um, on defense. It, it, it sounds a lot easier than it is. It, it's going to be a difficult challenge uh, for Michigan, simply put, just because they've been struggling for so long. And if um, you know, you know that Don Brown is going to blitz and blitz and blitz. That's what he's known for. His nickname is Dr. Blitz for a reason. And um, if Wimbush is able to get past that, he's going to burn you for 20, 30 yards. Uh, he's quick. He's he's mobile, and he, that's how he wants to beat you is with his feet. And um, it, it's going to present a real challenge for U of M as far as the whole, uh, you know, good game or cupcake or whatever. I'd prefer them to have a good game so you can, uh, you know, get some idea of how good they really are. Um, you know, it, it didn't really work out last year because Florida wasn't as good as what they were advertised as well. Um, but I, I think Notre Dame is actually going to be a pretty good uh, team this season in the FBS. Uh, they were good last year, only had three or four losses, something like that, and uh, came within seconds of beating Georgia, the uh, runner-up last year. Um, so it, it, it it's incredible that um, you know Michigan gets Notre Dame, and there are a couple other good opening games uh, this season as well. Auburn plays Washington. And uh, there are a few other ones that are of interest. But, um, you know, I, I, I think to open the season, these elite schools um, really should have to play uh, these other good schools. It's not fair that, you know, Wisconsin opens against, uh, you know, whoever they play, Utah State, or I think that was last year. But uh, you get the idea that these premier schools get, um, you know, three cupcakes in a row and then going to their conference game or like Alabama or all the SEC teams where they get a couple cupcakes and then they get another one right before the end of their season, uh, right before rivalry week. So um, I like it. It presents a challenge and uh, Brandon Bush is definitely going to uh, present a really, really big challenge right away uh, for Michigan's defense. It's going to be uh, really fun to watch and it's going to be really interesting to see how they play. Exactly. And Wimbush, as you noted, his accuracy has been an issue only 49.5% completion rate last season, threw a handful of interceptions. With that said, this guy, I was at their spring game. He'll make the most errant of throws, and then he will throw something so fast, so furious, his arm power is unquestionable, into the smallest of windows that he's making NFL throws. Sometimes it's just not consistent, and consistency is key at any level of college uh, sport any level of sport. And uh, I talked to Brady Quinn about this last month at Big Ten Media Day, and he basically thinks that Wimbush will get better this season. He feels with more experience, the game will not be as fast to him. He'll just be able to play. The game will slow down or uh, be as it really is. He was playing too fast last season, and I noticed that in the spring game to where Anytime there's pressure in Wimbush's face to where he's dropping back to throw, he kind of panics and he throws the ball. And he did it a couple times into double, triple coverage, was picked off. So that's something to keep an eye on. And especially against a Don Brown-led defense who's going to pressure the quarterback, I believe that element bodes well for Michigan having success against Wimbush. But then it becomes about the – his legs and can you stop that can you contain him if you're sending so many guys at him will he be able to find a lane and scoot out and get some chunk yardage it's going to be a great matchup in that regard and Wimbush is going to be aided by a really good offensive line has some returning starters the 
offensive line coach Jeff Quinn. He was the head coach at the University of Buffalo when Khalil Mack was there, the great uh, defensive end and linebacker for the Oakland Raiders. And he also coached Joe Staley and Jason Kelsey in college, two perennial pro bowlers in the NFL. So this guy is going to have that offensive line prepared. Brady Quinn also told me about this Jeff Quinn that he may be their MVP, this coach, that he is the unsung hero of that team. So on the defensive side of the ball, there are deficiencies for Notre Dame, and I think they can be exposed on chunk plays down the field in their secondary. But they have some good performers on that side of the ball as well. But uh, I've actually been to some Notre Dame games. Vaughn, when you went, were you at Michigan Stadium or did you go to Notre Dame Stadium? I was at the big house. At the big house. And what was the environment like there? From what I remember, it was pretty wild. Um, I, I, Like I said earlier, I don't spe- specifically remember you know, the outcome of the game or anything like that. But, I mean, the fans were into it. And, like I said, the Notre Dame girls, they were behind me. They were screaming the entire time, so they were into it as well. So, um, it, pr- pretty good environment from what I remember. Now, Grant Perry, he said – this is hilarious. He said about going to Notre Dame Stadium, he said, I love the big house so much. And I'm paraphrasing here a bit. But he said, but man, I want to go to Notre Dame Stadium and I want to score in front of Touchdown Jesus. <laughs> and and, touch, and Touchdown Jesus is actually, a for those who don't know, it's a library that it's this huge-ass library that you can see in the stands of Notre Dame Stadium. And it has a big painting, Notre Dame's a Catholic school. So it has this big, huge uh, mural mosaic that stretches the entire building. And the picture of Jesus has his hands in the air to where it's making like a referee signaling touchdown. And uh, so it's been affectionately named Touchdown Jesus for decades now. Even good Catholics call it Touchdown Jesus. So I'm not being sacrilegious, folks. But uh, now I've I've been to some Notre Dame games. Uh, I live in northwest Indiana. So – just, just about this rivalry being back on, my entire life I've always looked forward to it. It's such a big deal in Indiana, the state of Indiana, and maybe some fans of Michigan don't realize that. All year they have, Notre Dame fans have this calendar circled. There's people with trucks with decals on the back where that, there's the little kid peeing on the Michigan logo. They hate hate Michigan in Indiana. And, uh, yeah, and uh, – it's funny. Uh, I was in South Bend a few weeks ago, and uh, I was with a friend of mine. And there was a guy who came walking by and had Michigan gear. And my buddy goes, "Go blue to him." And uh, the guy looked very surprised, and it looked like the guy was about to cry. He said, "Thank you," because I, I I don't think he receives a go blue too often in South Bend. So just hilarious. And I at Notre Dame Stadium, you said you had girls yelling at you during the game at the big house. All I can remember, it was a Michigan State Notre Dame game, and I, I got free tickets to it uh, when Drew Stanton was the quarterback at Michigan State. And all I can remember from that game specifically is nothing on the field, but just some guy behind me continued to yell, bust his ass, bust his ass. And, and uh, that's all I got. So sometimes I will, I will joke around, and uh, I'll do that. I'll just yell, bust his ass, and people always laugh like but uh, now we have some other news, and it's about Grant Newsom, and it's it's unfortunate. 
he was injured a couple years back at the big house in a game in 2016. He's only a sophomore at the time, and he looked like he was going to have a damn good career and could have been an NFL player. So the, the name I remember from that season on the offensive line was truly Grant Newsom, but had to retire, medically retire from football. But his career isn't over in the sense that Jim Harwell has given him an opportunity. Newsom's great forward. He is going to become a student coach. He's going to be helping coach the tight ends. Everyone always says how intelligent Grant Newsom is and that he can become a congressman, a senator, a president. And uh, the future bodes well for him, it sounds like. But, uh, Bob, what are your general thoughts on that? I mean, obviously a sad story, but most sad stories do have a silver lining. I truly believe there is one here. It's not as if Newsom's just going home and his life's over. He's still a young man. His dreams of being an NFL player are dashed and over, but that doesn't mean you can't accomplish other great things in life. Yeah, you're totally right, man. I mean, that was really well said. I, I think there is a silver lining as well is that he has his health. His knee, he said, is 100% healthy, um, but there are too many risks in play for him to continue his football playing career. Um, so it's good that he's found a role uh, coaching with the team. Uh, he'll be able to graduate still from the University of Michigan. He medically retired uh, from football, so still on that scholarship, which is fantastic for him, being able to wrap up his degree and be able to contribute to society in, in uh, one or many ways. And in, in this case, I think it'll be many ways because he, he really seems like one of the brightest young men um, on the team, uh, well, now on the coaching staff, technically. Um, but it's great that they found that role for him to be able to coach. I, I think he's coaching tight ends. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, um, you know, specifically probably coaching, uh, blocking, uh, for the tight ends, uh, to begin with. But, um, you know, if, if, if he finds, uh, doing that enjoyable, that would be awesome. If he doesn't find enjoyment from coaching, uh, he's absolutely going to be able to compete in, uh, uh, some other aspect of life, um, whether it's with his degree or not. Uh, the kid is incredibly talented. He's incredibly gifted intelligence. I mean, just all around a great guy. So I, I feel for him that he can't play anymore. Um, but like you said, there's a silver lining to this sad story that he's able to continue his degree and uh, complete it. And uh, just so many uh, pathways that he could go down. He's such a smart kid. And um, I, I'm glad that he's sticking around for at least a little while. He, he is a Michigan man. Um, it, it, the most defined uh, Michigan man. The, the definition is uh, Grant Newsom at this point, quite honestly. All right, we're going to end the podcast with something Vaughn and I talked about not too long ago. And I know you fans that are listening, you're going to have a couple immediately when I ask this question to Vaughn. It's going to just spring into your head. It's going to jump out at you like you're on Family Feud trying to get the number one answer on the board. So, Vaughn, here's my question for you, a very serious one. What is the most goofy name for a college nickname? Oh, let's see. There's so many of them. I uh, the, one that, the, the, the first one that I immediately thought of was the Fighting Illini. I, I think that one's pretty ridiculous. Like, what, in fact, is a Fighting Illini, and why is the Illini fighting? I, why, why can't it be a peaceful lion? I, I don't understand. 
I'm with you. I mean, to me, that kind of sounds like the double uh, A version of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. To, to where to where the state west of them, Illinois said, okay, well, fighting. What are we, uh, fighting? What? Uh, okay, Illinois, Illinois, uh, El- Illini. That. So yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. Okay, so that's a good one. I'm going to immediately, as I said, I've lived in Indiana my whole life. Unfortunately, I guess you could say. Sorry, Indiana. Uh, you're not that cool. Michigan's cooler. It's a cooler state. Much more to do. But uh, anyway. Indiana Hoosiers, Hoosiers. I live in Indiana. I live in Indiana. No one can even tell me what the hell a Hoosier is. What the hell's a Hoosier? I can go on Google right now, you know, and I'm going to because I can type fast. Hoosier. I'm going to type in Hoosier, and it says a native or inhabitant of Indiana, uh, originated in the early 19th century. So that's all it is, Hoosier. So, so what do you think, Bon? Hoosier is that a bad one? I, yeah, Hoosier's a bad one, and uh, I, I've actually been to uh, Bloomington. I went to the Michigan-Indiana game back in 2011 or something like that, and uh, yeah, I, I, I can agree. There's pretty much nothing to do in Indiana, a uh, really boring state, um, but I agree. Hoosier's a bad one. Um, if we're going to stick in the Big Ten, I think Boilermaker is also another really random one. Uh, you, you couldn't think of anything better than people literally make boilers. Like I just, I, I don't really get that one. Um, a Buckeye. I mean, if we're going to go stick with the big 10 Buckeye, I mean, it's literally just a nut. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you. I mean, uh, that might be the worst actually a, a nut. Uh, I mean, there's some bad ones in other sports. Like there's, uh, the, uh, Lansing lug nuts. That, that's pretty bad. That, that's a minor league baseball team. So uh, at least it's not the Ohio State nuts. But uh, some would say they are the Ohio State nuts. But I'm not going to say that. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I agree with you. The Boilermaker one, uh, I actually graduated a Purdue degree, but I, I'm with you. And uh, they, they get a little leeway with me because their mascot looks like a badass and could like put us in a headlock or like a UFC. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so, so I'm going to give them only 50% uh, shade, but yeah, there's some, there's some goofy ones and Michigan just so happens to have a cool ass logo. And I mean, Wolverine, that is one of the best uh, comic book characters of the past 25 years hands down. I mean, what a badass. So you just think badass when you think of Wolverine. So uh, sorry, haters. You can hate on Michigan all you want, but you truly can't hate on the uniforms and you can't hate on a Wolverine. Uh, With that said, I'm Trevor Woods. That's Vaughn. We appreciate you guys. We're going to have more game previews and recaps throughout the season. And Vaughn, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Yeah, I'm just super excited for football season. Can't wait to get down to South Bend on September 1st. Going to be at the game. You're going to be there. Uh, our managing editor, Anthony, is going to be there. We're going to have a ton of great live coverage for you guys. We're going to have a lot of great coverage leading up to the game. And uh, follow me on Twitter for everything Michigan football and Michigan football recruiting at Vaughn underscore Lozon. That is on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. And you can follow me at Woods Football. So until next time, Michigan Faithful, this is Victor's Valiant, and you can catch us on mazenbrew.com, and check you later.